can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Perfect Max from Natural Chemistry is the premier weekly maintenance product for all pools. This 3-in-1 technology enhances clarity, maximizes pool program efficiency, and prevents problems. Take every pool care program to the max with Pool Perfect Max. Did we just... Oh, I was not looking at the recording. I was not looking at the countdown. The countdown Um, So you were telling me... (laughs) You were telling me your um, Blues Brothers story. Go ahead, Jake Blues. It was 19... 85 1985 that's when the movie came out no, this is when <laughs> this is a year in my life was <laughs> that the year the movie came out i believe it okay. is yeah so uh, you know what i'm gonna you tell the story i'm gonna I double check am, i'm listening i'm listening drag racing in the parking lot at smith point beach out on long island that's part of fire island anyway out toward uh the hamptons right before the hamptons down william floyd parkway there's big drawbridge and okay. we're drag racing in there i'm there my friend henry's with me he's in my car i have a 1973 plymouth fury it's jacked up in the back and across the back windshield i had stolen the bottom of a no smoking sign from i think it was burger king or mcdonald's <gasps> and all it said was under penalty of law so i had that swinging in the back window so we're down <laughs> nice uh blues brothers came out in 1980 okay. sorry go ahead so my friend butchie he's driving a gremlin that's jacked up in the back painted and of course thought you said his name it was Eddie. Eddie. But he went by Butchie. So uh, okay. Just trying to keep all the names straight. Painted flat black, of course, which was a very common thing to do. We all spray painted our cars flat black. I don't know why, but we did. <laughs> anyway, so we're drag racing. All of a sudden, the uh, rangers, the park rangers, come down to the parking lot. Sirens on, all of that. So we both take off. Butchie gets pulled over. We keep going. One of the rangers keeps coming after me. As we're heading for the bridge, the bridge starts to open just very, very slightly to allow a boat to pass through. (laughs) And you know they open way ahead. So the things open, I mean, I don't know how exaggerated the story gets the more and more it's told. But the things open maybe one or two. It's your story. It's one or two friggin' inches. (laughs) So I f***ing gun it. And all I got to do is get out of the park and this person can't do anything. So I gun it, I floor it, I go through the air a little bit. How logical. Right behind me, the cop car comes, right? <laughs> right? Oh so my as God. soon as we get off the bridge, I'm a smart ass now. I'm thinking, okay, we're not in the park. <laughs> you. I pull over to the side of the road. Sure as shit, he pulls over behind me. Apparently, they can write you a ticket if you're not in the park. He comes walking up to my window <laughs> and takes my information. He comes back and he just says, look, I always wanted to do that. Get the out of here. <laughs> True story. I'm not going to say I don't believe you, but... This is just, you know, I'm so much different. That's a very good story. I'm very much different of a person today than I was yesterday. That's all I can say. (laughs) All I can picture is literally the scene from the Blues Brothers, and I believe you said the dude had a gremlin. Oh, you weren't driving a gremlin, gremlin, though, but your friend had one. Wasn't the wasn't the the red car and that that they dropped from 
the helicopter because they if for the movie they dropped i believe it was a gremlin they dropped it from a helicopter into a, like an industrial parking lot in chicago and that's all i can we think don't. of as you were telling me that story is you in a red gremlin i know that wasn't the car but that's just where my mind is going shooting up into the air we'll have to ask dan <laughs> because he lives in chicago so he might remember <laughs> I used to live in Chicago, but I was probably too young. I don't know if this is the case or not, but in the Blues Brothers, they drove an old police car. I was in a 73 Plymouth Fury, which was commonly used as police cars. So I don't know what make and model their car was off the top of my head, but it could be very similar. That's what you should be looking up. The The Blues Brothers look, did drive that car, which I happened to see in Universal Studios. A replica probably wasn't the original car but anyway uh no in the 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 illinois um the illinois nazis were driving the gremlins and then they shot and then they got shot up into the air and then he looks over at the other guy and was like i've always loved you (laughs) good movie you haven't if you haven't seen it do yourself a favor um no i'm i'm not talking about the car that the the brothers drove the one that i that was wackadoo all right 1974 (laughs) dodge monaco sedan that's what they used and i used was in a 1973 plane it's basically a big old boat and i mean but it was such a soft yeah but i could fit every one of my freaking friends in there and those that didn't fit inside the vehicle fit comfortably in the trunk. I, get, I was going to say that. I bet you were those types. Welcome to the t- driving, flying over drawbridges. Like Welcome to the Talking Pools podcast. I'm Rudy Stankwitz. I am here with the lady. I'm, I'm Andrea. A.K.A. Wackadoo French Fry. <laughs> I am Andrea. No, well, I don't like, I don't really care for French fries. And we are not really talking about pools right at this very moment. No, but moment, we are so. about to. What are we going to talk about? Oh, here, I do have a quick, a little quick funny story today. I don't know where the hell this guy came from or who he was or why he was there. But um, so we talked about my fountains that I have just, I just keep them up. Every sound like episode. Don't, say it. don't put that in there. <laughs> Every episode, something's gone on, going on with these fountains. No, um, they have replaced your big 260,000 gallon pool. No, they haven't. They would never. Anyway, so I went back there to check today, What, depending on whenever this episode comes out. I have not been dealing with this for weeks, or at least I hope not. We just recorded this yesterday. So anyway, we recorded yesterday. Now we're talking about it again. Went back there to check. The foam got better thanks to that salt. It was still kind of there. But here's my story is I walk up to the driveway and I'm like walking around looking at the pool's. And this guy comes up. I have no idea who this guy was. I think he was there to wash the windows. So he was not like a normal person that I see on this property. Didn't know what his company name was. And he was like, oh, hey, are you the pool girl? And I'm like, yeah, I have, you know, my test kit and my net. And it says pools on the back of my shirt. So, yeah, that would be me. No, I'm bat girl asshole see i'm like well i'm not here to clean the furnace or whatever i don't know dude so i'm like yep yeah, uh, just uh, checking these out and he's like oh okay i'll walk with you and i'm like oh great super awesome i'm so happy that why <laughs> uh which i didn't say that out loud anyway so i start walking to the back of the thing and i'm like okay sure thing and then he starts going oh yeah so i noticed some leaves in the pool and i'm like who 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 is this why is he doing this i still i don't know spoiler alert i i just ignored him and walked away from him and got away i don't know 
why he was asking me questions. And then I was like, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out the foam, you know, it's going away. Oh, yeah, why is that? I, I know that happens sometimes when frogs get in the pool. Frog piss foams? Um, nope, that's not what happened, but thanks anyway, sir. Like, don't you have windows to wash? I, what are you doing? Andrea, you think we got some frog piss in the, <laughs> in the fountains there? It's kind of, kind of foam, uh-huh. Why are you asking me about the pools? Go wash your windows. I don't know. It was funny. Oh my God. Maybe he was just on a break and lonely. I don't know. So you got yourself a stalker. I, th- I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't like having my company name on my shirt. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this or not, but it came out about a month ago. There's a lot of it. It was kind of under the wire. I didn't see a lot on it, but I'm going to I'm going to read it to you because it popped up and it's it's interesting to me. But it's well, let me get your take on it. So it says New York, New York Governor Kathy Hochul signed a law that creates a path for spa and hot tub owners to safely meet state barrier requirements through the use of an ASTM 1346 compliant safety cover. Then it goes on to say this is the same requirement as found in the ISPSC, which is the International Pool and Spa Code. What do you think about that? How is that? Well, what is that? If they own a safety cover, a cover, if they own a safety cover for the spa, they do not need to fence in the spa. They're saying that the safety cover is a replacement. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like the ideas. I like the idea of the whole layers of protection. You know, something could always happen. You could stop them from getting to the cover in the first place. Although I'm not a fan of pool alarms. I'm just going to put that out there. How often? Have you approached the spa with a safety cover that's been latched? Um, we don't we don't really have many of those in Florida. <laughs> so so never. I've never actually walked up to a safety cover <laughs> in Florida. Okay. So then Dan, you know Dan Lenz. I brought do. up that, you know, this also applies to automatic covers for swimming pools that I do we do have those that if you have the retractable ones on the mm-hmm, that if they have one of those also does not need a barrier but I can just see a kid falling in and tearing something you know I have I have two kids and they manage to destroy things that you would not necessarily think they could um so that's just where my overprotective parental mind goes i suppose just imagine them you know how often have you walked up to clean these pools that you have that have these automatic covers where they were closed and you had to open i did one today and you had to open it to clean it i did that today you had to open it i had to mm -hmm, i had to there was a cover pump on the top of it you got to take that off and then of course when the property manager or the caretaker sees you there everyone every single one of them has to tell you not to open it all the way and not to close it all the way yes i have dealt with these before thank you i understand okay, the um, question is that's a pain in my butt throughout the season when you enter someone's backyard and there's nobody in the yard but you 
are these pools usually covered or is the cover usually open? When they're usually those types of people are seasonal, usually, and usually the covers are open when they're there, when they are closed. When they're when they're gone, the covers are. So closed. you mean they're in the backyard, they're in the house, or they're at the supermarket, or just in town. In town. So if they're in town, the covers open. Correct. All the time, the entirety of the time, as far as you can tell. As far as I could tell, most of the time, I know the one that I referenced a second ago, the one that I did today, when I first took over the pool, it was constantly open for about a month. I showed up and it was always open. And now for the last month, I've been showing up and it's been closed and I've had to open it to service the pool and then close it So again. if there was no fence around this yard, would that pool be safe? No, because they don't consistently close the cover. There's nothing there to stop a child from wandering across the yard and falling in. Well, this particular pool doesn't have a fence, but if it did not, then yes, you would be correct. This particular <laughs> pool does not have a fence? <laughs> it does have a fence. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm saying so if we have the cover, get rid of the fence. What's our protection? There there wouldn't be if the cover got left open. Okay. And, and that was my thought on seeing this. So I got a little disturbed about it. And I made a little bit of a noise about it. And then I had a meeting to discuss it with some folks. And I don't want to drag everybody into it. I will tell you this. The folks that we had the meeting with were invited to be on the podcast. Did they decline? But have not responded. They have not responded one way or another to our request. So I'm taking it as a decline. I mean, they're not here. So we had a, a sit down. We had a chat. And... Needless to say, I don't think it went very well. They weren't. Did you get mean? I might have. Well, you'll have to talk to Dan because I really don't like to recap any times in my life where I've yelled. But <gasps> it was an interesting meeting. Nonetheless, doesn't matter. So we come out of that. Now, looking at the code itself, let me read to you what the section from the code says exactly because it is. It is a little bit different than we just discussed, so there's a little bit more to it. Please do. It's uh, from the ICC, right, which is the – whoever the hell they are – International Code Committee, right? So it's from their International Swimming Pool Code, and it states that – and this is R4501.17, Residential Swimming Pool Barrier Requirement. Residential swimming pools shall comply with R45.17.1 through R4501.17.3. And then it says immediately beneath that exception, a swimming pool with an approved safety cover complying with ASTM 1346. So you don't have to. I mean, that was a lot of numbers. Did you say any actual words? Andrea, interrupt us. Drink. Yay! <laughs> well, if somebody is looking along, I'd like them to be able to follow along with where we're at. So this is what this talks about. I'm Basically, just what it says, you. if you have a cover that meets this safety cover standard, which is AMF1346, that you don't have to have a barrier. So if you own this, you don't have to have a fence. Now, that applies to a lot more than the spa safety cover. 
it applies to a lot more than the automatic cover. The way the current ICC IRC reads is that the cover does need to be an ASTM 1346 if it's a SPA cover, or it has to be a power cover that meets that code. Not all states are stating all ASTM F1346 covers are acceptable, the kind that we were just talking about on the tracks. This applies to the spring-loaded safety covers that people use only as a winter cover that are now including that whole ASTM 1346 category. And unfortunately, we'd have to go through the code state by state by state to see who's looking at just the ASTM 1346 spa covers and power covers or have opened it up to that entire category. Regardless, none of the above are an adequate replacement for that safety fence just simply because none of them are commonly installed after every single use of a pool. Capiche? Realistically, it looks like this code first came about around 2012. It's only getting attention now because so many more states have adopted this code or parts of it just recently. ASTM 1346 supplies to the catch. I have dealt with those only one time. Go ahead. Andrea, interrupt us. Drink. Yay! The catch a kid cover. Oh, I hate those. Is does not need a fence if you have a catch a kid cover. If you own it, but. I, someone's leg can get stuck in that thing. In any of these cases, where is the spring? Don't put that in there. Where's the, why? I don't know. Sound like a jackass. Okay, well. Which I'm being is- serious, though. I have dealt with one of those, and I'm like, how is this even considered safe? Because I could get stuck in this. Well, that's the point. So there's no, I mean, the way we've always talked, the way we've always spoke, and the way we've always sold safety when we spoke to residential customers is that it comes in layers and there are a couple of layers that are not optional. And the one thing that's always not been optional has been the barrier, the, the fence. Correct. After that, if you have a safety cover, that's great. If you have a pool alarm, you should right? video surveillance nowadays. Okay. Fantastic. But you gotta have the barrier. Mm-hmm. So now How do you ensure that the person that owns the safety cover puts it back on whatever it's supposed to be on correctly as per manufacturer instructions? It sounds like you're going to have to hire a safety cover police task force (laughs) and and hand out fees or throat punches. Take the safety cover out of storage and install it on the pool. There's no way to there's no way to monitor this. There's no way to regulate this. There's no way to make sure that it happens. We can go check everybody's main drains and get all the pools up to VGB compliance. Well, that brings up another good point because how many of these pools are going to be Swimply rentals? How many of these pools are going to be vacation mm. rentals? 
Airbnbs. And now lots of them. Lots. We had the cover. I do a few of those now. They're ridiculous. The cover was installed when the person when they came out and did the final inspection. Okay, there's the cover. That's great. They boxed it up. They put it in the shed. That's where it stays the entire summer. In the case of a state that's adopted the entire ASTM 1346 category, or if even if it's a power cover, they don't put the cover back on and off after every use. And now we don't have to have a fence either. Just a lot of accidents waiting to happen, I feel There's like. There's no protection for the pool whatsoever. Nothing to keep a neighbor's kid out of the yard. That's scary. Or even like an Airbnb, you know, people are here to party. Someone's going to get drunk. Maybe someone sneaks out for, a, you know, whatever. Anything could happen. I can only really talk about my experience, and I can tell you that I've never been in a backyard where the homeowner has owned a safety cover where it has been either on or on per the manufacturer instructions. And people can say, you know what, well, they can prop the gate open, or they, if their fence can become get to a point where it's in disrepair, but the reality of it is, from the get-go... The fence I had to spend $6,000 on to have installed is likely to still be there mm. when the cover's wrapped up and boxed and placed in a shed. Or just left open all the time. Or half open or exactly. So how often is this cover actually on the pool? And then if it's never actually on the pool during the season, can it actually replace the barrier as an effective means of prevention, of drowning prevention. So I have a question. Um, now, what if someone says, okay, I'll get a cover. I'm going to take my fence down. Yeah, that's, that's good. Is there someone that is there? That's is, good. Is there someone that comes to check that to make sure that they do in fact have a safety cover installed? What if this person doesn't know the difference between a safety cover and one of those blue solar tarp pieces of crap? And is like, oh, a cover. Okay, great. I'll go put that on my pool. Now I'm going to take down my fence. Is there going to be somebody to come to double check on this person to make sure that they have the correct cover installed in order to remove the fence? Well, I don't think it's going to come up again until the house sells. I mean, realistically, you could go tear down your fence, right? You don't have a pool in your backyard, but all of a sudden that makes your pool non-compliant. They could possibly think that they're good, but my fear, my big fear is that and I, again, it's only from my experience. And folks listening, please tell me, I mean, have you, what's the frequency that you go into somebody's backyard where they have any type of safety cover, the catch-a-kid, the spring-loaded trampoline-like covers? See, I know the brand names, but I'm just leaving them out. You know, the kind the elephants walk on. Where these things are installed throughout the entirety of the summer when the pool is not actively in use, meaning that there's not somebody in it swimming. Because the fence is up during that time frame. Is it not? Are you still there? I'm sorry. I had a, I had a slight interruption. Hold on. Rudy and Andrea will be right back with more Flock at Fridays after these messages. <laughs> Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable, 
and these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with a pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleanings faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Pool Magazine is the hottest new publication for the pool and spa industry. Featuring up-to-the-minute news on what's happening in the pool world in a fresh new stylized format with our mobile-friendly app. Pool Magazine is the app for keeping your fingers on the pulse of the pool industry. You'll find featured news, editorials, podcasts, videos, and more on the Pool Magazine app. Download on Google Play and the App Store. Could you rephrase the question? Your hands here. That's the thing. <laughs> so we're going to somebody's backyard, right? <laughs> Rudy Stolonowitz. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, I mean, he'd be flattered by that. But you go into somebody's backyard. <laughs> how often are these covers on the pool when, it, when they're not actively in use? And that's the question that I want to ask for the folks that are listening. Very, very few times out of the amount of times that I service the pool. <laughs> what can we do about it nothing that's what i've been told we need to follow the regular course of action in changing this section of this international swimming pool council code thing which means we're gonna have to wait a few years years that's where we're at right now there's nothing we can do about it and check this out 49 states. Wait a second. Why are we going to have to wait years? What are we waiting years for? We have to wait years before we can get to the point where this International Code Committee is open for changes or suggestions or whatever it is. So we have to lobby and go through the process and work with that slow And process. hope nothing terrible happens in the meantime. Exactly. And hope nothing terrible happens in the meantime. And I think that's a huge risk. But here's the thing now. Here's what makes it an even bigger risk. 49 states have adopted or adopted parts of this international code. Of course they have. Which means that this effectively could be something that you see in 49 out of 50 states. All hail Wisconsin for holding out. That's the thing. 49. Now, how did this happen and you don't know about it? Because you're only just now telling me. 
Okay, but aside from me telling you, aside from everybody listening, if this is the first time you're hearing about it, don't be surprised because this one snuck past me as well. We were busy. We were busy with we were busy with shortages began. and hurricanes and freeze damages and, and pandemics. Pandemic. Yeah, this late 2019 is when they started talking about this from the research that I could do and in 2020, 2021, they started to talk a little bit more about it, but don't feel bad if you missed it because there was a lot of shit going on. We had the pandemic to contend with, COVID, right? Masks, no masks. Can we go in people's yards? Are we essential? Essential. Essential. All of a sudden now, guess what? More swimming pools than ever going into the ground in a single year. Essential. Business is booming, but you know what? We don't have any friggin' product. So we're having to go on a massive scavenger hunt to try to find the things we need to maintain the pools. Meanwhile, this is going on in the background. And then we have got all these builders leaving holes in the ground in people's yards, and then everybody's got a cover for them, too. True. That is going on. So now, I think it was extremely coincidental, but I don't think... It was oddly coincidental. I do believe it was truly a coincidence that this happened at a time that none of us could pay attention. Unfortunately, though, now it's rolled out in 49 states. Residential pools, if the pool owner, if the pool owner owns a safety cover, they do not have to have a barrier. Well, since we didn't know, right, why don't we just not tell anybody? Because the states, the states know, and there are some people that know because people pushed to have this go forward. And what we were told was it was spa retailers that were the big driving force behind this. Why? Well, isn't it a lot easier? I can only surmise, but I would think to me it would be a lot easier to close the deal on selling a hot tub if they didn't also have to install a four, five, six thousand dollar fence with it. Yeah. That makes sense. I bet that reduces, I bet that could reduce a lot of sales. I mean, it's it's going to ultimately be the same thing with swimming pools. What are I, you doing? I lost something. I'm listening. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Why does it rattle when I shake my head? Oh, shit. The Where'd the fuck go? Anyway, go ahead. I'm fine. Help me. Help me. Help me. Rude. I'll get you and your little Rude. dog, too. ta whatever (laughs) you're the one driving over you're the one jumping bridges and cars over here all right yeah not not recently but anyway we're on we're on this subject now don't know what you're looking for um but you should stop it just stop it i am paying attention attention. i'm not gonna stop important subject here what's your thought well i personally don't like it i'm gonna go full-on mr horse no sir i don't like it i I, like i already mentioned i think that it's you know a huge risk i think a lot can happen just in without without having you know just gonna hammer it in there layers of protection man it's it's the best way you know it's i just don't like it There are more layers of protection available to us today than there ever have been before with the different technologies that have arisen. But the layers that have always been key, sliding glass door alarm, the back door alarm, 
barrier, which is your would fencing, door, whether it's removable fencing. Would the glass or, door itself not huh? count? Like, no? No, only if there's an alarm oh. on it. All right. They're supposed alarm, to be alarmed. Then the, fence. the barrier. Then the barrier, the fence, right? Whether it's removable fencing you got or the gate and that whole situation. installed. Self-closing, self-latching, mm-hmm. right? Then a safety cover followed by a pool alarm. Now I would say video falls in there right about that point in time. And of course, as always, the most important is that a parent teaches their child to swim. Now, I do not like those pool alarms. Of all of these, the most important has always been the barrier. I agree. And a lot of people don't have that backdoor alarm because they take it off after the house passes the friggin' inspection, which is exactly what's going to happen with these covers. And in areas of the country where they do use them as a winter cover, I get it. They will be used as a winter cover, fall through spring, Mm -hmm. right? But then how many friends do we have that you see that open pools for the summer and part of what they do is roll up these covers for the folks and then help them store them away. I can tell you that I personally had a hand in doing that this past year. Um, That's exactly what we did. We rolled them up and put them in a shed or a bin or something like that. when did they come back out again? It's the next day, uh, right? After they, every time we're done using a pool, we bring it back out. Oh my God. No, how labor intensive that would be. That's what, that's the They're only so heavy, way and then they get that all this could work. I don't see any other way that this could work and have that still be a reliable means of protection. Yeah, I can't see anybody doing that, putting that massive thing back on every single day. Just owning it is not enough. No. Exactly. I have a seatbelt in my say- vehicle, but if I don't put it on. Was. I was going to say a seatbelt. I was going to use the seatbelt analogy. Haha. <laughs> But if you don't put it on, does I, it help you? No, it doesn't. No. But at least if you get pulled over, you get a friggin' ticket mm-hmm. for that. Yep. Or they they could just pull you over for that. Easily. Yeah. And we could come up with another dozen and a half analogies easily. So this one, you know what? Not a deep dive because I'm still researching it. And I know there are other people that are looking into it as well. But I'm just throwing it out there right now. This... The, apparently, the only means we have of doing anything is lobbying for change. So right now, I'm just letting you know that I'm not a fan. I can't support I don't like this. It removing, removing a crucial layer of protection from around a residential pool. Bad juju, man. It's not good. It's careless. I mean... It's, I'm over here thinking that these retention ponds that I have all over the place in South Florida, I don't know about other places, but there's all these ponds all over the place. And I just, I don't understand how those can be open bodies of water, but you're allowed to have, you know, I mean, you have to, the pools are, you know, you have to have all these different things with the pool. Now they're going to take that away. My point is, my, my point was that I think that all of these bodies of water should protect be protected so i don't think removing a layer of protection is in anyone's best interests if anything as we go forward with technology more i'm okay with better but not instead of 
because you don't go down the chain instead of the cover. The safety cover has never been as important as the barrier when we talk about the different essential layers of protection and preventing a kid from drowning in a swimming pool. No, it's always been the secondary one. So why would you take away the primary one and just rely on that? Seems kind of silly to me. I've been heated at moments. I've been upset at moments. I've been angry. And you know me, I can tend to get a mm-hmm. little passionate about things. And the reason for that is I love this industry. I've been in it a long time. It may not have been the industry that I chose, but it definitely chose me. Like it's done each and every one of us. And I don't want it to be an industry that's dangerous. And to me, it's asinine to remove one of the best means of protection that we have and replace it with something that is not likely to be used. Is it even like, is it even technically being replaced though? Or is it just kind of being just like eliminated, you know? Exactly. If they don't use the cover, you're right. If the cover is not on the pool, then the barrier wasn't replaced. It was Mm -hmm. just eliminated. This is one of these things that works fantastic on paper because if the cover is installed per the manufacturer's instructions when the pool is not in use, then yes, it probably is as good as the barrier. But the problem is people don't do that. And we know that because we go into people's backyards and we Mm -hmm. see that. So they call it anecdotal data right? Raw data collected from the field, not as good as empirical data. I got it. I understand that. But you're having people come up with these codes and rules who have likely never been in somebody's backyard. And also, you know, not a lot of people believe that that kind of thing can happen in their yard. Not a lot of people have had to go through that. So they are, it's not in the forefront of their minds, you know, until you've had something happen, you don't realize how easy it can happen. I know. And you know this, I get a call probably about two or three times a year about a body in a pool and how they should handle the water. We did um, an episode, Amy Lemieux. And we we had talked about it in a separate episode too. So it wasn't like we, I think we talked about it at some point last year. Somebody had asked us the same question. So yeah, that tracks. Right. And then Amy called and she had some questions because she had an active site where she was in charge of the hazmat. So this does happen. And in every instance, thank God, the people calling me, I mean, not that it's a good thing. I mean, it's just, it hits me harder when it's a kid. It's bad all around, but these are adults who you would suspect are a little bit more observant than kids. And they end up, I mean, granted, Amy's was a suicide, but the others aren't always. It's just a super scary topic. And to to allow access, it's like, you know, here, we're going to drop the drawbridge, open the gates, come on in. Yeah. Not a good move. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I got nothing else. I mean, realistically, it's it's just, to me, it's it's disturbing. I don't know. Let us know. You tell yeah. me, listeners. Yeah. What do you think? Am I wrong? Well, I don't, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong about this. Let's, let's not get... well you know that's the thing can somebody be wrong right now we're talking about people's opinions but do you believe that a safety owning a safety cover because there's absolutely no way to monitor this that it's actually on is a a pool owner owning a safety cover a 
good replacement for the barrier? Is that just Is there something good? that the pool pro that goes into the yards can do to like be proactive about this? Like it could there be like a hey, you know, we know like a letter or like a fee or they should go full blown out Sam Kinison <laughs> on their ass. You! What's the matter with you? Oh my god. Somebody's gonna drown! <laughs> you should do that. Everybody should do that. You know what? You should <laughs> record this and then play it on your phone. The next time you see it happen, just be like, you know what? I have something for you to listen to. And then just put the fence back around the pool! Play Rudy screaming at them. There you go. <laughs> it's not a safety cover if it's in your garage! Oh I mean, God. seriously, that's where we're at with this. Are you going to forget you did that when you're editing this and blow your eardrums out? I hope so. Probably. <laughs> probably. So. <laughs> I know. You know what? Truth be told, that's what I would do. Grab him by the shirt collar and say, what the f*** is wrong with you? Put that thing on the pool. But you seriously, no could they? Could, you gotta have could the cover that be on the a pool. charge or like a... No. No. Damn it. Who are they going to tell? What are, who are they going to tell? No, they're gonna call no really, I meant I a, think, a, an extra like service charge. Be like, oh, you know, like a flight fee or something. You know, like charge extra if they're not yes. following the rules. Because we already charge, we already charge extra for you know extra cleanings and stuff like that. And most of the companies that I know won't service the pool if those if those blue solar covers are on the pool. Because that's a liability. So what if somebody came to a pool that had an auto cover where they removed their fence? Although, honestly, I don't I really can't now that I'm thinking about it, like removing a fence is not something that most people would do. No, but you're looking at not having one installed in the first place. I see. Okay. For new pool. Well, then could you charge for that or, you know. Or at least have some kind of penalty for the homeowner and be like, you know, you are supposed to have this covered. Or you're supposed to have this closed. You don't have a fence, blah, blah, blah. So whatever it be, not, maybe not like a monetary charge, but. It's going to be the reverse. For the few people that do follow the rules, the service person is going to charge more money to undo all those springs. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, I see. Sorry. I wasn't thinking about those. My my mind was thinking about the easy soup. The super easy ones you just turn with the key. Uh, yeah, nobody's going to want to do those springs every day. No. Even the super easy ones you turn with the key are usually not locked, even if they oh, are. The keys in are place. right in the keyhole. I'm talking about on a portable spa. I'm talking cover. about a retractable cover. Retractable cover, obviously. Okay. <laughs> but gotcha. that's a so point, though, too, on, because they just leave the keys in the thing. So charge him a penalty. Red flag the pool. That's what I just said. That's what I was asking. Red, yeah. Sorry, your pool's closed until the building department can come out and take a look or at just, it. Because you didn't put the f-ing cover on the pool, or just not charge. Just don't take that account. Maybe I don't know. And then once they, once they go through enough companies that won't take their account because they won't keep the cover on like they're supposed to, maybe they'll learn. You know. Anyway. That's all I got on this one. Look, like I said, this is right now, it's a growing topic. We're going to look more into it. We want your feedback because I want to share your feedback because like I said, this is your show. It's my show. So I want to know what your thoughts are. Oh. Hit us up, not you. Talkingpools at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts because we definitely, this is a big issue. I want to know. 
I want to share your thoughts. If you don't want your name mentioned, I don't know why. It's not like they're going to come and get you. But that's okay, too. Say, look, here are my thoughts. Just don't share my name. And we can do that. Yeah, let us know. So I did want to announce, though, it looks like the winner of the Andrea tattoo, we're <laughs> leaning toward a molecule of combined chlorine. And she was thinking of getting it as a tramp stamp. No, I'm just not going to do that anymore. <laughs> at a tramp stamp. That's not a thing anymore. Um, I do like the idea of the molecule. I'm, I'm thinking about that. Yeah. The molecule. She just doesn't no. know what type. Just combined chlorine is not a bad Maybe trichlorine. Combined chlorine would be good. Trichlor. Oh, cyanuric acid. There'd be a lot of yeah. things going on there. You'll have to send me some. Mm. I'll have to look it up on the yeah. Googles. <laughs> yeah. On the Googles. Okay. Anyway. It's for those ideas. That was awesome. Emerging topic that we have going on right now. Should a safety cover, owning a safety cover, replace breaking news. having a fence? Let us know your thoughts. Yeah. So anyway, I'm Rudy Stankwitz. I'm out. And I will catch you guys later. Please be good. Be safe. And I'm Andrea. And again, thanks for listening. And um, again, check out our other shows and you know where to find those. And um, yeah, have a great day. <laughs> Bye. Adios. just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 